Hello and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we'll be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we'll cover a Dharma teaching titled Laughter of the Brush, Chan Painting. Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. Summary The article introduces the reader to the quality or nature of the laughter of the brush, by first distinguishing it from other kinds of laughter, citing expressions used to describe laughter's qualities, then goes on to discuss the experience of laughter on inside and silent laughter found in literature humour. The writer then asks what of painterly humour, leading to an introduction to Chan painting, its appearance in China, the spontaneity and laughter of the brush, and the offer to the calligrapher, the professional painter, of its path to enlightenment as a meditation in action, and the joyous experience that viewing the Chan or Zen painting brings for all those with a warm inner glow. Laughter of the brush, Chan painting. Laughter of the brush is the description given to Chan, Chinese, or Zen, Japanese, painting. It is necessary to distinguish laughter of the brush from other forms of laughter, such as laughter of the bush, which features the hyena in Africa and the kookaburra in Australia. But why is Chan painting described as laughter of the brush? Laughter, of course, comes in different shapes and sizes. In ascending order of noise level, there is the snigger, the snot, the giggle, the chuckle, the cackle, the guffaw, the shriek, and the roar. Laughter in bulk is available in titters, the small pack, peers, the economy size, or gales, the giant size. Uncontrolled laughter bears the label outburst or more aptly fits. We all know the expression that is no laughing matter, but what are laughing matters will depend on your sense of humour. For instance, jokes which are sick, dirty or Irish have a limited following. Whether you are moved to laughter may also depend on where you are. Belly laughs or as the Chinese put it, Spewing her eyes, laughs are most often seen and heard in response to live comic performances. This is because audible laughter, like courtesy and measles, is catching. Silent laughter, on the other hand, is private and personal. Laughter on the inside, as it is sometimes called, is the ultimate form of humour appreciation. It requires a peace that passes understanding. It is the topping of joy for those already blessed with a warm inner glow. Research has shown that literal, literary humour is the main source of silent laughter. Unfortunately, the heyday of for literary humour appears to have passed. The death of S.J. 
Perlman in 1979 ended an era of outstanding humorists including James Thurber, Mark Twain, Dorothy Parker, Robert Benchley, A.P. Herbert and Flan O'Brien. Woody Allen now carries the torch but his preoccupation is clearly with writing and directing films. Although British humorists were never as thick on the ground as the US. The current crop of Clime James, John Mortimer and Alan Corrin do not have the literary feel of past masters. The explanation for the world decline in literary humour is said to be the pressures and complexities of just staying alive in today's computerised society. The late James Thurber variously described as the founding father of modern humour and its elder statesman nominated the quiet mind and the tranquil spirit as meaning most of the creation of humour. It must be admitted that you don't get those on supermarket shelves or at driving bottle shops. What of painterly humour? Does it stand shoulder to shoulder? with literary humour as a source of silent laughter. Painterly humour will not be found in traditional art galleries, nor can a thirst for such humour be satisfied by access to cartoons, comic strips or graffiti, because they, there are, the artworks is dependent on captions designed to evoke at least a snot or a snigger. If chain painting is to represent the painterly arts, we must understand how it came to be known as laughter of the brush. Up to the beginning of the 7th century, Chinese painters consciously planned their work and carefully controlled their execution. The professional skill were normally displayed on wide scrolls on which successive scenes of mists and mountains, valleys and streams could be presented in meticulous detail. When Chan Buddhism was brought to China in the 6th century by the Indian monk Bodhidharma, it heralded a new and revolutionary school of Chinese painting. Most scholars were fine calligraphers, but not painters in the professional sense. The Chan doctrine opened up the world of painting for them. In contrast to the detailed approach of the professional painter, Chan offers spontaneity and the laughter of the brush. According to Chan teaching, human enlightenment is available to all through meditation and those who search nature's storehouse for ultimate truth will find it exists in all things. A ladybird, a dragonfly, or a piece of bamboo are all suitable subjects for discovery. The Chen artist first cleanses the mind through meditation, then wields the brush with the speed of a leaping hare or a swooping falcon. The meditative process may take hours or some days. Only when the mind is freed of incumbrances and attuned to nature, will the brush dance across the paper producing laughter in its wake. The Thurber prerequisites for the creation of literary humour, the quiet mind and the tranquil spirit, have an obvious affinity with the chair meditation technique. When an artist's pre preparation is complete, 
The wielding of the brush will have all the spontaneity of a flock of birds darting out of a forest, or a frightened snake disappearing through the grass. The composition stripped to the marrow of the bone captures only the inner spirit or chi of the subject. Muing Chen or Zen painting is a joyous experience guaranteed to produce laughter on the inside and a smile on the outside of all those with a warm inner glow. It is painterly humour equal to the best in literary humour. John D. Hughes This concludes the teaching of laughter of the brush, Chan painting. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.